connected to the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Hope everyone had an amazing Sunday. Was able to stay safe despite all of these storms and tornadoes ripping through different cities and towns. Man, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Man, uh, I wasn't joking around when you said in this life you have tribulation. Boy, we're on the brink of shoot the great tribulation, it seems like. That's a lot going on here in KC. They had a Man, they had all right. They had a bunch of college students here for a huge volleyball tournament, men and men and women, because apparently I didn't I didn't even think about this, but a lot of colleges don't have a collegiate. They don't have collegiate teams that play in the NCAA, so a lot of volleyball teams are a club. It's a club sport. So yeah. That's that. The, yeah, there was so there were a bunch of kids, college students here in town for that. At the uh, Bartle Hall Convention Center. I didn't realize Kansas City was so big on volleyball, but it's huge here. There's been like a volleyball tournament here almost every weekend, it seems like. Before that, it was a bunch of high school, high school young ladies. And then... There was a cannabis. It's like uh, cannabis, the festival for cannabis. Yep, that was going on. They had like it's this area near Grand. It's like this big parking lot. I don't know who owns that parking lot, but anyway, they have a lot of events there where they just bring in food trucks. Yeah, so there was that, and yeah, they had a bunch. Yeah, for those y'all didn't know. That green stuff is uh, legal here. Weed is legal here in Kansas City. So, I hear in the state of Missouri. Uh, but it's still federally illegal, so they can come in anytime and shut the whole operation down. Uh, what else? What else? What else? And... It's wild, too, when you think about it. It's interesting how they justify all of the... all. The, it's interesting in our world, all the things we justify, like gambling and now weed and then like yeah, alcohol sales and what is other... Yeah, gambling is actually legal over in Kansas. But anyway, what's the other... Yeah, all these different things. All these, like, oh, it brings in tax revenue, tax revenue. I'm like... But what is it costing us as a society? <laughs> Look at all the fatalities we have from all these different things that we've legalized now that once didn't used to be legal. And all the families that are broken and destroyed because so-and-so has a gambling addiction uh, and a weed addiction and a alcohol addiction. And then, yeah, Gateway is the even worse addictions. Anyway, that's just my little two cents because I struggled with all those things at one point, so... Yeah, all three of them things. Nothing but the grace of God. I came out on the other side. Ah, uh, it's a trap. Anytime they got to, like, read one of them long little dissertations, like, what is it? Yeah, like, for gambling, they're like, you have a problem? Call 1-800-STOP. Or, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> stop now. Or, 
uh, bets off. Yeah, there you go. Bets off. 1-800 bets off. I'm like, okay, you already warned me. Almost like cigarettes. You smoke this, it could kill you. There's a high probability of killing you, if not now, over time. But that's everything, even some of this food. All right, so what else? So it was also, oh, yeah, UFC fight was at the T-Bow Mobile Arena downtown. So I was telling, I always tell my riders, I wouldn't know what was going on in this city if it wasn't for my riders and taking people places. That's how I know what's going on in the city, just from picking up people and taking them places and hearing them tell me stories about what's going on. I kind of live vicariously through them sometimes. All right. So it is 8.53 in the evening. On this lovely, uh, what are we in? April 16th. I decided, man, I went to, it's wild. I I could talk for a while. All right, y'all going to hear me talk for a minute. So it's wild. All right, so real quick. I drove pretty late last night. I drove to like what, four or five in the morning or whatever, something like that. I was trying to knock out these bonuses for Uber and Lyft. And yeah, so when I got home, it took me a minute to fall asleep as usual. Then when I finally found it, fell asleep, I honestly had no intentions of actually going to church. I was going to just watch it online, right? I was like, God, if you... Re-. But there's a, what is it called? Next Steps class or something, growth track class. It's like the introductory class you take to become a member at the church I go to, Graceway, here in Kansas City. And, uh, yeah, yeah, if you ever, for those of y'all listening, if you ever want to come to Kansas City and visit my church, it's called Graceway, off Blue Ridge Cutoff. It's not too far from the stadium, the football and chief stadium, the chief stadium, the royal stadium. Anyway, all right, so, right time. Graceway, Pastor Tim Dunn. All right, so yeah, I have already been to one of the classes, right? And uh, today was they, yeah, today was a second class because they skipped the last one for Easter. And so I was like, I really need to go to that. I really would like to go to that. I need to stay on track. But I was tired. I was like, God, if you really want me to go, if you really want me to go, then wake me up. So. Uh, I had set my alarm to wake me up about like five o'clock ish so I could make it to the car. My car was filthy. I needed to go to the car wash. It closed at six. So anyway, I had my alarm just set for that and I planned on sleeping in. But I was like, God, if you wake me up, I'll go. I had like twice woke up the first time. I promise you, it sounded like somebody knocked on my actual door to my apartment. And yeah, that doesn't happen very often at all. Um, it's like a super rare thing, especially on a Sunday. I was like, what? I like to the point it sounded so real. I don't know if it was my neighbor upstairs knocking. I don't know. To the point where I actually got up out of my dream, yeah, out of sleep and walked over to my door and looked through the peephole. I didn't see anybody there. So I was like, all right, I mean, that was creepy. But let me go back to sleep. It's weird yeah, when you live by yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's rough. It's rough sometimes. Uh, every noise is like, oh, what was that? Uh, all right. And so, but technically, I don't live alone because I got Jesus. All right. So, Nick, I go back to sleep. Right. I can't remember what time it was, but it was still time enough because church started at ten thirty, and then the little growth track class started at noon. So I go back to sleep. I kid you not. 
not too much longer after that, I have another dream. This time in the dream, my mom shows up, pops up and knocks on the door and uh, comes in. I don't even think I opened the door for her. It just a little, yeah, she just came on in. I was like, mom. And then I woke up. <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay, God. So yeah, this, yeah, it was in time enough, just enough time from like an hour, a little bit over an hour before the growth track class started at noon. So I went ahead, got ready, turned on the, the, you know, the sermon online and was watching that on the way to church, onto the church. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went. That's just all I say. It was really good. That's all I say about that. That's all I got to say about that. It was great. I'm glad I went. I definitely know I'm at the right church. Um, definitely know I'm at the right church. They were even talking about some. They got it to a point where they, because they're equipping and training church. Their goal is just to equip and train people to send them all over the world or here in Kansas City to be pastors, leaders, evangelists, yeah, whatever your gifting is, yeah. They got, it's just their whole church model. I was like, this is what I've been desiring and need. This is exactly what I need. And so, um, they had, yeah, you can basically go, it's almost like a, like a seminary that you can go through, with, through them. Um, and I, yeah, the last seminary I applied to, they actually didn't accept me I don't know if it was my story was too wild or yeah, God knew the timing wasn't right. So yeah. All right. What else was I going to say? Bring this Bible back up before I get into the word. Uh, so that was, that it was an interesting day. Interesting day. The Royals lost today four to five and the Cardinals won five to four. Isn't that funny? Oh, yeah, the Royals lost to the Braves. Cardinals beat, I forgot the Cardinals beat. I forgot who they're playing, but they won. Um, am I covering all my bases? Is there any? Oh, they beat the Pirates. Is there anything else before we get into this word I want to share? It's on my heart. Just pray for you, boy. Uh, yeah, it's just, I could use a lot of prayer. Just being a single man. Hot girl summer season, summer dress season, wearing shorts with cheeks hanging out season. Yeah, use a lot of prayer on that front. That God, yeah, help me to abstain from all forms of lust and temptation till it's time for me to be married at some point when it's God's will. Also, I need a place, a home for my kids. I'm planning on moving soon. It's crazy because. <clears throat> There's this couple that I met in that growth track class, and I told them that I was um, planning on moving closer to my kids. And the area I was telling them I was looking to move to, they were like, oh, we live near there. And they were like, so when I saw them today, they were like, uh, so how's it coming along? We've been praying for you about finding a new place. And uh, I was telling them I was still kind of debating which area to settle down on in. And then this lady who I had been talking to, who she was there in the growth track class. She's one of like the people that hands out, collects stuff and hands stuff out. And she turns out she's a realtor. She's like, Hey, I can help you find, I can try to help you find a place. So yeah, I need to email here as soon as this podcast is over. I'll do that here shortly. Um, yeah, just pray for me. Cause I have, God already knows where I'm supposed to be, but a lot of times I sometimes deal with a little bit of anxiety. I don't like to move. 
honestly kind of content rather just stay here another year in this apartment but i know i need to go to be closer to my kids move on to the next chapter of life y'all pray for chicago boy oh my goodness there's some wild stuff going on there I don't know if y'all saw a bunch of teens took over the city, underage teens, and they were just destroying stuff, attacking folks. Oof. Crazy times. But hey, God is still in control. I'll never forget that. He's on the throne, even when it seems like he's not. I was just saying that today. I was like, God, because there's that one song uh, about, oh, God, the battle belongs to you. Anyway, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When I fight. I fought on my knees with my hands lifted high. They <laughs> sang that at church today. Um, I was like, God, does the battle really belong to you? Because a lot of times I feel like I'm the one doing a lot of the fighting here. And I'm on the front lines and I'm just getting shot up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, the battle ultimately belongs to him. The, I love that scripture talks about how a man prepares his horse for and chariot for battle but it's god that wins the war something like that somewhere in proverbs or psalms one of those all right there's probably so much more i could say but hey oh one more thing i talked to my grandma today I had a great conversation great comments oh man great conversation with my grandma i love talking to her we talked for about a little over an hour and uh i found out today that it only cost her 25 dollars a semester for her college tuition when she went to Harris Stowe Teachers College. She was telling me all kind of stories. It was yeah, we had a great combo. I was like, dang, inflation is wild. All right, here we go. John chapter 18, Judas betrays Jesus. Having said these things, Jesus left with his disciples and went across when he's they're saying, having said these things, everything that he said in John chapter 17. So what he's referring to. I believe. All right. Jesus left with his disciples and went across the ravine of the Kidron. There was a garden there, which he and his disciples entered. Now, Judas, who was betraying him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there. No, I ain't trying to do that. Now, Judas, who was betraying him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having obtained the Roman cohort, and some officers from the high priest and the Pharisees came there with the, with lanterns and tor- torches. Ooh, struggling today, with lanterns and torches and weapons. I'm reading out the amplified version, by the way, just for those of y'all who are curious. Still doing that. I'm enjoying this amplified Bible. All right, verse four. Then Jesus, knowing all that was about to happen to him. Yeah, Jesus knows everything, past, present, future. Went to them and asked, whom do you want? They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus said, I am he. That is he. That's me speaking. And Judas, who was betraying him, was also standing with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, whom do you want? And they said, Jesus the Nazarene. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you want me, let these men go on their way. This was to fulfill and verify the words he had spoken. Of those whom you have given me, I have not lost even one. Verse 10, then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. 
The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put the sword back in its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Mm. Yeah, Peter, Peter didn't play. <laughs> he was ready to throw hands or shoot the swing swords. Jesus before Annas and Caiaphas. I think that's how you say that. Verse 12, so the cohort and their commander and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him and led him to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it was expedient for one man to die on behalf of the people. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Now that disciple was known to the high priest, so he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the residence of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside of that door. So the other disciple, John, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the doorkeeper and brought Peter inside. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Mm. Now the servants and, <laughs> and the officers had made a fire of coals because it was cold and they were standing and warming themselves. And Peter was with them standing and warming himself. <sighs> I wonder if Peter had poor circulation at times like me. I'll get cold. My extremities get cold easily. My fingers, my hands, it's annoying. My feet, my toes, my feet are cold right now. I'm underneath blankets. Alright, verse 19. Then the high priest, I got a big heart. All the blood just flows to my heart. That's my joke. Verse 19. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I always taught in a synagogue and in the temple area where all the Jews habitually congregate. And I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Question those who have heard what I said to them. They know what I said. But when he said this, one of the officers who was standing nearby struck Jesus in the face saying, is, is that how you answer the high priest? I have no clue. They're talking to the high priest. Man, I wonder what that dude is doing now. The dude that slapped Jesus. <laughs> I shouldn't even laugh because I don't imagine it's probably not not really enjoying life too much right now or enjoying eternity. All right. Verse 23. Jesus replied, if I have said anything wrong, make a formal statement about the wrong. But if I spoke properly, why did you strike me? So Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Peter's denial of Jesus. Here we go. Verse 25. Now, Simon Peter was still standing and warming himself, <laughs> still trying to get warm. So they said to him, he needed a, uh, what is her name? What was the old girl's name? I got a little joke in me here. What's the old girl that, um, who kept? Darn it, I can't. I'm struggling to type here with one thing, one hand. Kept David warm. Abishag, there you go. In his old age, David had a had a nice lady, young lady to keep him warm at night. Which makes you wonder, yeah. 
because in the movie in the chosen series um david i mean not david uh peter they show peter having a wife but they don't ever talk about peter's wife i feel feel like they talk about his mother-in-law anyway all right peter's in awe of jesus now simon peter was still standing and warming himself because he didn't have the abishag to help keep him warm so they said to him you are not one of his disciples are you he denied it and said i am not one of the high priest's servants a relative of the one whose ear peter cut off said did I not see you with him in the garden? So Peter denied it again, and immediately a rooster crowed. One, two, three. Three strikes, you're out. Just like Jesus said, you're going to die me three times, Peter. Oh, man. I can relate to Peter so much. Times where I feel so loyal to Jesus. I'm never going to do that again, Jesus. Or I'll serve you. Jesus said me. I'll go. Let me go. Let me go. Wherever you are. You want me to go, Lord, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want to say, I'll say. You say hop on one leg. You say jump. I say how high. And then the moment comes and like, nope. Yeah. All right. Jesus before Pilate. I just love how the Bible is real it leaves these stories in here. It doesn't like it shows these real people who had real emotions and real fears and real doubts. And this and Peter walked on water. But Jesus, he saw the miracles firsthand. He saw the feeding of the five thousand, the four thousand, and the the yeah, he saw it all. All the miracles, the blood in the wine, yeah, the water in the wine, the blood, yeah, the woman with the issue of the blood. He saw so many miracles. And he still denied Jesus. That's why I feel like personally, Jesus, he, yeah, and there's all these billboards. I haven't really researched a lot, but it's there are these billboards everywhere that says he gets us. And it's like, yeah, he, this is an example of how he gets us. Like, he understands, Jesus understands, like, if Peter, who saw me and did all the miracles, denied me three times, I can understand why somebody here in the United States, especially in Missouri, where we're in the show me state, we live in a prove it society, right? I'll believe it when I see it. I haven't, as far as I know, never seen Jesus with my own two eyes. And if he ever decides to pop up, I did have a Jesus in my car the other day. Oh, all right. How can I say? I'm trying to say this joke without hopefully offending anybody. And yeah, y'all know my heart. I was just thinking yesterday because I picked up a Jesus, right? I was like, I can't decline Jesus because sometimes you can accept or, you know, decline rides as they pop up on your screen. Even after you've accepted it, you can decline it. After you see their name, whatever, on Lyft, you can see their picture. You can decline it. Anyway. So I can't decline Jesus. And I was thinking to myself, isn't it funny that I have never seen a white Jesus in my entire life? Every Jesus I ever seen or Jesus has been brown skinned. That's all I say. They've been brown skinned. I've never met a white Jesus, right? So why not? <laughs> it cracks me up that all the depictions of Jesus in all the churches around the United States tend to be white. It just cracks me up. Oh, uh, Anyway, that's my little funny thought. I have a lot of funny thoughts. At some point, I would love to be a Christian comedian. I, yeah. 
I, I got some material. Got a yeah, some clean Christian comedy. But at the end of the day, God is the funniest. He always gets the last laugh. So he's way funnier than me. All right, Jesus before Pilate. Verse 28, then the Jews led Jesus from Caiaphas to the Praetorium, governor's palace. That's what a Praetorium is, apparently. It's a governor's palace. There you go. Now it was early and the Jews did not enter the Praetorium so that, so that they would not be ceremonially unclean, but might be able to eat and participate in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which began after the Passover supper. So Pilate came out to them and asked, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, if he were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you for judgment. <laughs> Basically like... It's kind of self-evident, homie. Like, Anyway, all right, verse 31. Then Pilate said to them, take him yourselves and judge him according to your own law. The Jews said, we are not permitted to put anyone to death. <laughs> this was to fulfill the word which Jesus has spoken to indicate, indicate by what manner of death he was going to die. So Pilate went into the praetorium again and called Jesus and asked him, see, this is why you can't make this stuff up. That's why, yeah. It's another example. Another prophecy fulfilled right there. I'll let y'all dive deeper in on that one. All right, verse 33. So Pilate went into the praetorium again and called Jesus and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own people and their chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done that is worthy of death jesus replied my kingdom is not of this world nor does it have its origin in this world if my kingdom were of this world my servants would be fighting hard to keep me from being handed over to the jews but as added but as it is my kingdom is not of this world so pilate said to him then you are a king jesus answered you say correctly that i am a king this is why I was born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, who is a friend of the truth and belongs to the truth, hears and listens carefully to my voice. Pilate said to him scornfully, what is truth? Mm. What is truth? Oh, my word. That right there is a sermon right there. Pastors, future pastors, somebody listens to this. If you ever, if I ever preach a sermon, I don't find out unless it's God's will to be in front of a pulpit. I feel more led to be like my dad. He was a pastor without a pulpit. He was an evangelist. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm cool on the crowds. Um, so at least right now, but yeah, where's I going with that? I had a point. Yes. What is truth? First of all. King Jesus, right? He's our king. Even right now, people talk about King James. He tries to crown himself on TV. Um, he ain't the real king. Uh, all these other folks. What else? These little these folks out here. Um, what's your boy's name? Putin. All these guys, yeah, what's the dude from North Korea? They think they big bad. They think they bigger than kings. They, yeah, they they think they in control. It's like, you ain't in 
ain't controlling nothing. You ain't running nothing. And yeah, what is truth? That's a good title for a sermon. What is truth? Because if you think about it, that's the world we live in right now. It's like everything is relative. Like what's true for me is, yeah, what's true for me? Yeah. Like my truth. Yeah. Live you people like live your truth. So what if I believe, according to my truth, that it's okay to just like rape folks and kill folks and basically do whatever I want? But you said just live your own truth. Like, oh, and then they're like, oh, but that's then to start getting into morals. Oh, okay, so you want to draw? I'm just being Christian advocate here, angels advocate. There you go. I like saying that better than devil's advocate. And spinning here, this is this stuff that these are the conversations people have. It's like, oh, okay, so we're going to draw morals into this and ethics and being a good person. Okay, how can I be a good person? And uh, yeah, that goes down this whole rabbit hole of conversation. It's like, well, what if my moral ethics says it's okay to run every red light? <laughs> but you're, yeah. But you clearly believe it's okay. Yeah, you got to stop. Yeah, we all, what if we all believe it's okay to run red lights? Then there'd be chaos. Anyway, at the end of the day, it boils down to Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No other religion, no other f- belief system, faith system has Jesus at his core of truth. In every other religion, in every other faith, we're like little gods. We decide what is real. We decide what is true. Anyway, that's a whole deep philosophical conversation for another day. I'm not going to go that deep. But uh, yeah, it's just funny that Pilate even said, what is truth? That is the phrase of the world today. What, especially here in the United States, what is truth? All right, I'll just stop there. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't think I need to go any further. Uh, at least not right now. And when he had said this, he went out to the Jews. And that's what's wild, too, is like Jesus, who is the truth, was standing right there in front of him. And he couldn't see it. He was blind to it. It's amazing, like how, yeah, that's what the sermon was today about being asleep. How even as Christians, we can be saved, but we can be asleep. And if we're asleep, we can be, yeah, we won't even recognize, we won't even be able to see what God, yeah, because the sermon was about what is God doing right now on the earth. And if you are sleeping right now, meaning you're not spending time in God's word, you're not actively seeking the Lord, even trying to seek the Lord, seek his face. Um, not even just to get the information, but to just have an intimate, it's, it's kind of like, I hate to say a secret club, but it kind of is. <laughs> um, but you ain't got to like, yeah, yeah. When I was in college, I was about to join AFIA, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, but thanks to the grace of God, I actually ended up dropping line. I didn't go through with it. And that's a whole other story for another day. I think I've shared some of it other times, but anyway, yeah, yeah. For that, you got to like memorize all this stuff. And if you don't say it all correctly, they'll paddle you. And yeah, you got to go through all these rituals and all this demonic, uh, secret society type handshake stuff. And 
anyway, yeah, that stuff is demonic. Um, I'll just clearly say it right now. If you're in a fraternity or sorority, get out of it now. Um, now, I if you're in it, I, I'm not going to, uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that the Lord is still revealing to me that I need to break out of um, strongholds or patterns of belief and things that I'm involved in that I need to let go of. So, yeah, my that big old plank I just tried to take out of your own. I got I got a big old that speck of dust in your eye, the fraternity or sorority in. And yeah, go to the Lord with it. Hey, I'm just a messenger. Um, you wrestle with God on that one. Um, yeah, that speck of dust. Uh, whatever yeah is i got big old planks in my own eyes so i say that in love they had us bound for before a sphinx yeah yeah that's all yeah knocking on doors and stuff stuff is demonic all right so and it leads to these like deeper masonry and then yeah some deep stuff illuminati type stuff so anyway demonic stuff where you're dependent on your own so you basically become a god to yourself um Instead of recognizing and worshiping and following the one true God, Jesus. So where was I going with all that? Jesus' truth. He was standing right before them. Oh, yes. What is God doing on the earth? Secret. Yeah. Secret club. This club, all you got to do is, yeah. The word says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If we confess, confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, we shall be saved. That's the first step of salvation is just accept, yeah, recognizing that you're a sinner who needs a savior and ask him into your heart. Starts right there, right? And then there's a process of sanctification which was done by the Holy Spirit. And then there's glorification, which one day we no longer have to wrestle against sin, Right. Uh, yeah, I'll no longer have to deal with the temptations of this world and all these hot girl summers every year, right? I don't know how they do it down in Brazil. Anywhere, hot areas. I'm like, man. All right, so where is I going with all that? Um, or whatever your vice may be, overeating or alcohol or gossiping. Ooh, that's a rough, that's a tough one. All right, so, um, yes. Once you accept Jesus in your heart, you're automatically, you're not just us brought into a club, you're brought into a family. It's wild, too, because the whole reason I was going to join AFIA, AFI Alpha in college, was because my brother, he was five years older than me, right? And I don't know, like, I had a few friends, but I was looking for, like, brotherhood. Because my brother and I, we weren't that close. We were close when we were younger, but once he got married young that close friendship kind of like fell away especially when you got married and you started having yeah he's working like two jobs you started having two kids and then he joined the army and went away to iraq twice and so anyway i was starving for brotherhood and here comes you know i'll just say the devil with his counterfeit <laughs> the counterfeits always come before the real thing i should have been going to like ccf or talking to my friends Tim and Alex more and are doing Bible studies out of my dorm room or something like that. I don't know. Not over my former wife's apartment doing things I shouldn't be doing. And yeah, joining fraternities and all that. Anyway, hindsight's twenty twenty or 50-50 according to Cam Newton. Uh, but yeah. Where is 
that's laying this plane. Yes, intimacy. Even deeper than that, it goes back to when I was talking about like, yeah, my former wife and I, we were married for 11 years, together 13, right? 13 years together, right? It's a long time to be with somebody. And I'm about, I think I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to do it. Next time I pick up my kids, I'm going to just do it. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to just say to their mama, I'm be like, ranch. And then see what she does. Because it's an inside. Like, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all have no clue. Why did Aaron just blurt out ranch just now? Why do you do that? Is it, what's wrong with him? He got a, he a little off. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little off. I'm a Christian. Yeah, all Christians, you going to be we're, we're peculiar people. Now, I don't go trying to be weird on purpose. But, yeah, we're we going to be a little different. We gonna Yeah, we're called to be different, set apart. Anyway, years ago, I think, yeah, I don't know if we had kids. Yet. We might have kids. Yet. My former wife and I were out on a date. And, um, wow, things are coming together now. I just had, like, I just connected a dot. Anyway, so we were out, my former wife, she loved the jalapeno bombers at Sonic Drive-In. Um, for those of y'all not from the Midwest, we got, I don't know if they got Sonic drive-ins on other parts of the, on the East and the West Coast, but they got them here in the Midwest. They're all over Missouri and Kansas City. Anyway, so we were at Sonic on a date. I can't remember what, where we were leaving, but we decided she wanted to stop and get some, some of those jalapeno bombers, the cheese bombers, not the cream cheese ones, the the cheddar cheese ones. She used to love those. And... um. We were stopping for that. And then, yeah, to get some limeades. She used to love those cherry limeades light on the ice. Or cran- no, not cherry, cranberry limeade. And so we pull up to the little drive. Yeah, we didn't go to the little stalls they had. We actually went to the drive through window. And we pull up to the window, and immediately the lady was like, Ranch! She didn't say, Hey, how are you doing? Um, your total was ten twenty three or something like that. Or would you like some ranch today? Or would you like some condiments today? Nope, she said ranch, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Until this day, yeah, for, for a long time, we that was like an inside joke between the two of us, right? But that comes from, and there was a bunch of little things like that, right? If I thought long enough, I could probably write a whole list of just inside jokes or just things that I know about her. Things about even, like, birthmarks on her body or something. Like, yeah, thing like bunions on, I not mean, things on her feet. Like, all this kind of stuff, right? I got to be careful what I say, all right? <laughs> There's things about my former wife. Or even my, I'll just say my big brother that I know, right? That nobody else knows. And that comes from my brother and I. We talk every day on WhatsApp, every single day. He knows things about me. I know things about him. Um, the other day, somebody asked me how tall my son was. And I was like, Tony, I don't even know how tall my sons are. This partly because proximity. I only see my kids every other weekend. 
and I don't go to their doctor's appointments, right? So I've been taking the time to measure them. So how would I know that detail? You know how usually, yeah, if you ever run into that situation as a married couple where the spouse, the wife, typically the wife, because she's usually the one that takes the kids to the doctor's appointments um, in a lot of households. And uh, yeah, the wife would know all these details about the kids when they go to the doctor appointment, the, nurse, the doctor, or the nurse, pediatricians asking all these questions and the mom uh, knows all the answers about the kids, height, weight, yeah, all the, or how they've been eating or you name it, fill in the blank, especially if they're a stay-at-home mom like my former wife was for a long time, right? Knows all these details that comes from spending time with the kids, a lot more than I was. I was out working. A lot of times working two and three jobs trying to, you know, pay the bills. So right now I get them kids over the weekend. So their mom spends more time in the shoot. Their teachers probably know more about my kids right now than their own parents, which is why I wanted to homeschool them. I still, there's still hope for that. Anyway, I think y'all get my point. Proximity. How can you know what God is up to, what Jesus is up to, what King Jesus is up to in this world? If you don't spend time with him. And that reaches a point where I feel like reading the Bible has to be more than just reading the Bible. Just check off a, a on your box. Oh, read my Bible today. Did my good thing for the day. It's like God wants us to spend time in his presence. And yeah, it's funny. Like if you read, here's the thing. Something I didn't get as a married man. All right. Let me finish this last part. And when he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no guilt in him, no crime, no cause for accusation. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. So so shall I release for you the king of the Jews? Then they all shouted back again. Not this man, but Barabbas, a Barabbas. How do y'all want to say that? Now, Barabbas was a robber. Wow, they this innocent man, Jesus. They wanted him to stay in chains, shackled. Go check out the program Unshackled for those of you that great stories. Anyway. They wanted him shackled. But this criminal, this actual robber, they wanted they said they want to release him. Man, wow. But hey, we're reaching that point here in the United States. It's only a matter of time. Anyway, criminals are going to be roaming the streets. And I pray to God. When you start talking about what is truth, that's what we're going to get. All right. So, yeah, let me finish that last part. Intimacy. Intimacy. That seems to be like a reoccurring word I keep using over and over again. Intimacy. Intimacy. Where was I about to say? Close out. Oh, something I didn't get, right? When I, years ago, and I was, my former wife and I, we were going to the church she works at now, right? And But I would go. I had found out about this church basketball league here in Raytown. And at the current church I'm going to, right? There, right time, whatever. Anyway, so I joined the league. And 
and I was just being selfish, right? I was, I wanted to escape. I needed, and felt like I needed an outlet, something to do outside of just working a regular job and being a fam- father, family man, and all that. But at that time, and even to this day, I don't even think I fully articulated the needs of my former wife at the time. She was, she was starving. I thought I was doing a good job by providing and. I mean, ultimately, she was starving for more time with Jesus. All of us are in John chapter four. But there was things I wasn't doing as a husband and a leader in our home. And I don't even think she could even fully articulate it into words. But all she all it came out is, is like, hey, like we didn't know how to communicate. Like, hey, um, before you play in this church basketball league, like this is not a good time. Like I need you to, I need you to focus on these other things. I need you to be home with me right now. Right. You already work a lot and I barely see you. So why are you going off to this church basketball league? Basically like, yeah. And you don't really lead our family in like Bible studies right now or, or lead me in prayer and whatever at that time. I can't, I don't know everything that was going on, but basically she needed me. Even this one guy who I was kind of being disciple, half disciple by, he's kind of like rough around the edges. He was kind of, he was like a drill sergeant. He kind of scared me. But he was exactly what I needed at that time. <laughs> but I ran, yeah, because I was hanging out with him. He was doing some project in his house where he was like redoing the flooring in his house, right? And I was helping him and learning from him. Uh, great Christian guy. I can't remember his name right now. Bald dude, bald black dude. Um I was hanging out with him, and I was like, well, I got to go. I got, I'm about to go play some basketball. He was like, for real? You going to go play some basketball? I was like, this, you think that should be your priority right now? And he said it in a very, like, I want to say sarcastic, but, like, kind of like he knew something. It's weird. Now I look back on it. Like he could already see ten steps ahead because he 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 all he all he yeah he been through some yeah that's why he ball he been through that's how you know man yeah ball man they been through some stuff. Uh, <laughs> I always trust for the most part trust most ball men because uh, they've been they've had some life experiences. Um, yeah, I ended up going to play basketball anyway. And yeah, now your boy's divorced. So, um, but my whole point, what I'm trying to say is intimacy. Just like a wife is jealous over us, a husband is jealous for his wife and wants her, yeah, we want, yeah, them all to ourselves. We don't want to share our spouses with other people, even though we live in a world now that says, oh, you can polygamy or whatever uh polyamory basically put a fancy word for polygamy or just yeah just have, yeah not committing to any like one specific person right once again it's not to throw shade that one little speck i got a bunch of planks in my own eye so intimacy jesus desires intimacy with us he even calls us his bride 
the whole story about Hosea and his wife. The, what was her name? Let me look it up real fast. Hosea's wife. I, I used to know this. Is it? Come on, internet. Wake up. Gomer, there you go. That whole story when uh, Gomer was the wife of the prophet Hosea. In some translations, she is labeled as a prostitute, but the more accurate description is that she was a simp simply a promiscuous, promiscuous and had extramarital relations. Now, here's what's wild. Yeah, she was an unfaithful wife, but, but Hosea went and bought her back, right? Now... That's a that's we've already done that one. Go back and listen to the uh I did a I did a whole where is that story? It's in the book of Hosea. Look at the book of Hosea. And I did a whole to the Bible recording about that story. We're all technically we're all like Gomer. When it talks about Romans three twenty three, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. We're all like the all like that one sheep that Jesus leaves the 99 to go after. Even even if you like to, yeah, we can go down the whole list. You can be like, hmm, have you ever drank? Like if I were to talk to my grandma right now, I could be like, grandma, have you ever drank? She's like, nope. Have you ever smoked? Nope. Have you ever, yeah, fornicated or had an affair or whatever? Nope. Um, Filling the blank sin. Have you ever done blah, blah, blah? Nope. But I could say, have you ever forsaken your first love? I could ask that question to anybody. And if you really have a relationship with Jesus, you like you might be able to lie to me or kind of sugarcoat it. But if you really had a heart-to-heart -heart check with God, like, hmm, how about forsaking my first love? I think that's one of the churches. I think that's in the... Um, in the seven churches of Revelation or something like that. I think it's the Laodicean old, old church. I think they're the ones that forsaken. Yeah, you're hot. I'd rather you be hot or cold. You lukewarm. Or some one of them is forsaken their first love. Anyway. Yeah, we might have made money, our God. We might have made... <sighs> women or men or yeah relationships dating uh jobs even our kids and all their many activities that they go to traveling sports is like a god in this world people spend thousands of dollars so that their little kid can hopefully get a scholarship to some college to play yeah play sports right and hopefully their child makes it to the major leagues right all this money and not just money but time that's worth more than money because you don't get that time back right investing in our own earthly kingdoms let me just talk about myself yeah i think about the number of hours i spent on video games time time i'll never now there's people out there who use video games to witness to folks. So yeah, they have these little groups they're in and they talk about their little Bible studies they do. So yeah, more power to you. I ain't knocking you. There's 
I wasn't doing that. Hours spent, money, time, hours spent on just like just things that just don't matter. They have that, yeah, they are not part of seeking you first, the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Anyway, seeing souls saved, sharing the gospel with people so that they don't experience, not sometimes we get focused so much on just like, making sure people don't they avoid hell like in eternity but like so they don't experience hell here on earth and go through yeah divorce and there's people out there who who are on the brink of divorce but you might be the person who God uses to prevent them from getting divorced um somebody about their about to end their life suicide but you might be the person that helps stop that um anyway that's eternal fruit that's the fruit that matters that's that's the treasure that matters in heaven i feel like the greatest treasure is a soul right and all the people that we're going to get to shake hands with and hug in heaven because we have played a part in sowing those seeds into our lives for them to experience Jesus here on earth. So, Heavenly Father, we just come to you today. We thank you for this day. This is the day you have made. We can and we will rejoice and be glad in you, Lord. I pray for grace from all these folks. <laughs> yeah, a special blessing for all these people that listen to this podcast all the way to the end. I expect to go for a full hour. Continue to order our steps. Fill us with your love, your joy, your peace, your kindness. Lord, continue to reveal to us any ways that we have forsaken our first love, where we've lost intimacy with you, Lord, where we've been the unfaithful wife, Gomer. Not necessarily, yeah, whether it's sexual lust and perversion and addiction, Lord, whether it's watching hours of binge and watching Netflix shows instead of spending time with in your word or with other Christians or um, just even just resting. We've, we've made work our idol and and we, because we don't trust Lord that you will provide because we've had to, our whole lives felt like we had to take matters in our own hand because we felt like you wouldn't show up unless yeah I'm just praying in the name of Jesus Lord you're a good father you're a gracious father you're a kind father I thank you I thank you I thank you I thank you for all that you've done all that you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. May the Holy Spirit continue to guide you all to all truth, to Jesus, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, but God, 
demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, Lord.